What is going on, everyone? Welcome to Progress on Purpose podcast, where we believe in intentional, purposeful living. We are a community of people who seek to be intentional about how we think and behave towards an intended goal. We believe that what we say, think, and do governs our ability to progress towards our goal and ultimately lead to success. In simple terms, it is the action of being intentional and making progress on purpose. Now, before I get too far, I'd just like to wish everyone a happy Thanksgiving. Thank you so much for joining into episode 12 of this show in the first season entitled The Winning Season. It is the season that we are discussing what it takes to prepare for and walk in the greatest season of your life. And you know what? Since it's Thanksgiving, I just want to know what are some things that you are grateful for? Send me a DM at Progress on Purpose Podcast on Instagram um, or on Facebook. Or you can send me a quick email to progressonpurposepodcast at gmail.com. But here are some things that I am grateful for. The first thing is I am grateful for my health. I don't know if you could tell, you may be able to tell in today's episode, but episode 11 and today's episode, I have been struggling with a cold. And when I get a cold, I get this annoying cough that does not go away. And so these past two episodes, I was really, really struggling to have a conversation. A lot of times I had to mute myself because I was coughing up my entire lung. And I'm grateful that I'm coming out of those waters. And although I'm still struggling with the cough a little bit, it is almost gone. So I'm grateful to be back in um, in good health and to be able to have a conversation um, without coughing up a lung. And I'm looking forward to the future. I, I simply told God, I said, listen, I know you put me into some situations that I got work to do. I can't be up here coughing and not having a voice and doing all that stuff. First of all, I'm a teacher. I need to talk. But then on top of that, with this podcast, I I, I, I know what the assignment is and I know what I want to do and have to do. So I need my voice and I'm grateful for my doctors. I'm grateful for friends who told me, you know, drink this and take that. And I'm grateful that I have a prayer life and I can, you know, pray some things off of me. And lo and behold, that thing had to go. So that's the first thing I'm thankful for. The second thing is I'm grateful for vision and for drive. I'm grateful that Um, Each and every day, I get daily deposits from God as I meditate on just what um, the future holds and what I want to do, what things I can do. um, And just, you know, just giving vision. Um, And I write those things down and I, I keep them safe and I visit them often so that I can stay on course. And then I'm grateful, like I said, for the drive that I have to push on, continue when I don't feel like it, when I don't want to do it, I continue to push forward because I know that I'm in a sowing season, right? I'm sowing um, seeds so that in the right season, those uh, seeds will blossom. I'm also grateful for examples, mentorship, and people who I can look towards to uh, gain insight into what it is that I'm doing and trying to do and how to do it more importantly. So those are three things that I'm grateful for. But like I said, 
send me an email, send me a DM. I really want to know what are some things that you're grateful for in this season. Okay, so send it on over. This is the segment of the show where we call People Popping Out. It's a segment where we highlight, celebrate, and give kudos to people in the media, mainstream or otherwise, who are living intentionally to make progress towards their goals, make strides in their community, or in the lives of others. So today, I have a young man by the name of Kriston Jones. He has been nominated as a Black Enterprise Teenpreneur of the Year. He's spoken to audiences on three continents and has an online mastermind course that has grown people across the country to learn from him. He is a day trader get this, on the United States stock market and the CEO of his own firm, Return on Investment, LLC. And get this, he's doing all of that and he is only 12 years old. Yes, 12 years old trading and over time, I can't remember how much time it's been, but he has earned, actually no, it's right here. He's earned $10,000 in just a few months of day trading. I just wanna give kudos to him because this was an initiative that he wanted to take on for himself. His dad is a day trader and he wanted to learn as well. And so he decided to teach himself um, how to do it. And I think that's amazing that at such a young age, he is setting himself up for the future. If you would like to read the entire article, it is on webuyblack.com and it is entitled 12-year-old made $10,000 in a few months day trading. Again, that is at webuyblack.com and it was posted on November 19, 2019 by Dewan Hopewell. So make sure you check that out. If you know someone who deserves recognition on the show, DM me or send me an email and I will be happy to highlight them on the show. In today's show, I have invited my dear friend and brother Raphael to join us and drop gems about what winning looks like to him, how he entered into his winning season, and the importance of gearing up for a prosperous life. I hope Like I always say, you have some napkins handy because this episode is truly a full meal. So let me introduce you to Raphael Gordon. Raphael Gordon is the CEO and founder of several companies, and one of which is Madison & Park. Madison & Park is a full-service global branding agency that assists entrepreneurs and organizations with aligning their brand strategy and business strategy to become global leaders in their industry. They work intimately with their clients to develop the most effective ways to communicate and leverage their message to enhance their brand awareness for greater consumer action. Not only does he do that business, but he also is an established author and serial entrepreneur. Without further ado, I present to you my friend, Raphael Gordon. 
Hello, Raphael. Welcome to the Progress on Purpose podcast. I am so excited that you could join us today. And more than anything, it brings me so much pleasure to have a platform to share all of the awesomeness that you bring to the table with my world. You are someone who is a global leader. You are a global leadership advisor and brand strategist, so the world knows you. But I am I'm so honored to have you on the show and to introduce you to this community of people. After today, more and more people are going to know just how dope you are. And I'm sure that you're going to inspire so many people to live intentionally after you share your story and people hear all of the things that you endured and the the ways that you went and the person that it has created you to be. People are going to be blown away and um, they're going to want to live an intentional life, a purposeful life. Just a little backstory. Um, Raph and I, I call him Raph, but just Raphael, <laughs> and I went to school together. And I was sharing with him that I think you were the first person that I ever worked for that was an entrepreneur. I had no idea what that even was. And even in college, you were, you had your own business. You were at the time throwing. I mean, intimate, elegant parties. These weren't like, you know, ratchet parties, but it was rooftop uh, penthouse parties for college kids. And I'm like, this is so dope. So thank you. I first want to say thank you for the opportunity because you gave me insight onto what entrepreneurship was. And also thank you so much for continuing to grow yourself and grow into the person that you are. But yeah, welcome to the show. Well, thank you. Thank you for having me, homie. And I appreciate and, and very much um, honored and, and, you know, just fully, fully aware of like, you know, the impact that I that you said that the that my actions, my energy gave to uh, to introduce you into the world of entrepreneurship. So I, I'm really humbled by that. And, you know, that, definitely thank you for that. Absolutely. So please, um, I shared a lot in the introduction about who you are and and I shared that you are an author, you are an entrepreneur, you are a global leadership advisor and brand strategist. Please tell us how did you get started? Because that is a full resume and it sounds dope. It sounds like you traveled worlds. It sounds like you are an influencer to so many amazing people doing great things. And I know a lot of people who listen in are entrepreneurs, people who have um, either their own visions or they help other people or their business helps other people reach their visions as well. So tell us how you got started. Well, um, I've always been an entrepreneur all my life, pretty much. My first company I had was uh, at the age of 15 or 16. And I was going into, um, I was actually at Arts High School in Newark, New Jersey. And uh, the first company I had was called Infinite Productions, which actually is the company that I kept while I went into college. Yeah. Yeah. And so we focus on event, event planning and just, you know, fundraising for nonprofit organizations. But we was really more of a a company that wanted to bring like school spirit to and bring the 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 institutions together for more of an impact through entertainment. So that was more of the the bottom line of it. And I really didn't know uh, the like I was just scratching on the surface and compared like understanding like what what I was really um, what I was really doing um, because I was so young. So you know going into high school and college. And having this business um, and just, you know, just love being around people. I'm, I'm a social butterfly. So I'm always thinking about just like I always say, like spread love and you get it back. And so 
I think I gave a lot of love away because when we had those events, they were huge. And I remember in particular, I think it was my junior year, um, I ended up uh, throwing this huge, huge event uh, party and they ended up, ended up getting me banned from throwing any more, more parties <laughs> on our college campus. And then it ended up me trying to do it on the hotels in the surrounding areas and then getting banned from like the Holiday Inn Hotel and these other places because the amount of people that were coming were just too much. And so, you know, again, just scratching on the surface and, you know, want to just have a good time. But, you know, over time, um, I my senior year in, in college, uh, in short, I was with a friend um, who we were by this, it was, it was like around nine o'clock in the evening in the student center. And, uh, everybody was pretty much about to graduate the ones that I came in with. And I was still, I knew I still had about two years additional to the years that I've, that I've, I've already given up, like the given to, to the college undergrad, um, platform. And what was interesting was my friend said to me, he said, man, listen, he said, I don't know he said, what's your plan? He's like, we're all heading out and, you know, and, and you have this business or whatnot, but, you know, you got you to balance the two between college and, and, you know, running a business. And at the time, you really, I didn't have anyone really around me that was, you know, running a business or, or trying to, you know, create one while in college. And, um, and so I ended up leaving college. I, I, I ended up dropping out with like five classes left or something of that, of that caliber. And, uh, and I ended up just going out to pursue this, this thing that I had within me about, uh, wanting to create, you know, world history, but through entertainment in some way. And so for two years of my um, sabbatical from, from college, um, I just built up my company, Raw Gore, which was the brand that I have now, which is pretty much me as an advisor, speaker, um, brand strategist. But um, when I did that, um, that was the that was the spark of me coming into the maturity of being a young entrepreneur with a vision and a focus, but also having purpose. And so um, I wanted to see the world. And, and so I got a chance, fast forward, I was touring when I wrote my book uh, called Homeroom Heroes with um, an old friend of mine, Michael B. Jordan, which everyone knows about. Mm -hmm. And and uh, we ended up getting nominated for an NAACP Image Award. It was the same year that President Obama, Barack Obama had just became president. and. Um, and it just took off from there. And uh, and yeah, like it's so many other pieces to it, but that in itself was uh, what sparked me to focus on the business and, and build it out. But then wanted to see the world. So every year I started publishing books under my under my brand, Ra Gore. And then from there transitioning and creating another business called Madison and Park, which which is what I have now, which is a global branding and marketing firm that literally helps um, provide strategies for global entrepreneurs, uh, global leaders, um, and individuals who have companies and organizations that are trying to go, going from being local to global. Um, but, you know, again, there's so many layers to the story, but in hindsight, you know, I've always been an entrepreneur. I was a college, college entrepreneur, and I've always created the opportunities if it wasn't given to me. So I created, you know, the organization I created on the college campus. Then we did a second chapter in a neighboring college called Bloomfield College. And that chapter, which was called Team Infinite, became the biggest organization in the entire campus outside of the SGA. And, it, and they focused on specifically school spirit and e events as well, which to this day is still still around, which is, means that it's over a decade old and still being active and still having creating uh, leaders and entrepreneurs through um uh, through through the organization. That is pretty dope. 
<laughs> Thank you. So if I could unpack that a little bit, you talked about sure. how you wanted to see the world and uh, you created different businesses that were um, stemmed off of your passion for bringing mm-hmm. people together and um, your desire to see different social organizations or social networks come together and do different things, whether it be for nonprofit or for profit. And then you transitioned into publishing books, again, to see the world. Mm -hmm. And then um, your current company, Madison and and Park, excuse me. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. So would you say that your passion for seeing the world is what drives you? Yeah, I think more than anything, I think it's the connection to people all around the world. I think that one of the things is uh, at my at where I am now in my life, one of the things that I'm very um, much aligned with is the fact that knowing that we're all connected as human beings. And I feel that everything that I create um, is to impact our brothers and sisters all over the world from all different backgrounds and cultures and lands. And so... Um, being able to travel and see not see these individuals for the first time and, and, and give them love and, and share my insight and to be able to say, how can I help you become a, a stronger and better human being through entrepreneurship or through advising or coaching, it fulfills me because I know that underlining all the under all of that, it's literally me serving, which is the higher calling that I'm doing, which is to serve. So I serve through entrepreneurship. I serve through advising. And again, just being able to be present and, and travel the world has been just, it's definitely a passion. And, and then, But again, just being able to see the world, but also see people while traveling um, is, is just been one of my, is one of my passions and, and life fulfillments. I'm questioning, well, I probably could imagine, but where does that commitment to serve and to help um, come from? Because that is something that, Although a lot of us want to or desire to, you know, help a couple of people here and there or, mm. you know, we all have this innate desire to bring somebody along. But what you have done is you've made this your life's work. So mm. I want to know, where does that commitment come from? Is that something from your upbringing or mm. you know, where, where does that drive come from? What do you think? You know, yeah, that's a that's a great question. I, I really honestly it's hard to describe, but it's always been in me to to do good, but to to see people. And just and when I say see people, it's like um like when people when I'm in when I meet people um and they say, Oh, I met Raphael, you know, that's the the lower tone of the conversation because in my heart I want you to experience me. And so everything that I create is for you to experience and to let you know, like, this is the life that that you're a part of. And this is how you experience me and the extensions of me. Um, I think that the the aspect of serving um, for me is just it's just a part. I don't know, like it's it's a part of my my DNA. And I think that I was always um, I was always like infatuated with leadership, like recognizing like the epitome of those who came before us and how they led a group of people away to you know to their promised land or individuals who spoke well because they wanted the greater good to 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 live well and and so there was always this thing about me about like just just wanting to see people live in harmony and abundance and i think that that's a lead that has to be a visionary you know you have to be a visionary leader to to, to know that to see that so 
for me, it was just always the people that I was around growing up who, you know, who always tried to guide me through, even though I was young, it might've been being a knucklehead at times as a teenager, but there was people who I just admired because they were in positions next to the mayor or, you know, these individuals I met, you know, they worked with a president and what they used to tell me was just so profound in ways where the word might uh, might uh, might might not be remembered, but their actions and the way that they treated me was what I was left with. And so those individuals, whether they know it or not, are individuals who I've always seemed to embody their spirit and their energy. And I do that and, and I move forward and to try to serve in the highest capacity. And I always wanted to do more like. I never, I never wanted to to be like anybody else, and I didn't want to live a normal life. And when I say a normal life, like I just felt that, like life has so many layers and there's so many ways of achieving things. So why not do the one that gives you the most excitement? Like it can scare you, but excite you at the same time. And I, I felt like you know making extraordinary your ordinary by by being the embodiment of that will you know illuminate light not only yours but other people around you. And that's serving and that's fulfilling not only your purpose, but also helping others be able to find theirs and to fulfill theirs. That's really, really noble. I love that. I love that you Mm -hmm. said, you know, making extraordinary your ordinary. Like how many Mm -hmm. people think about doing that? Um, I know that we all have different goals and different dreams. And to us, they may seem very, very big. But when we think about the grand scheme of life and those people who have gone before us, who mm-hmm. have been leaders, they did exactly that. They made the extraordinary their ordinary. Mm-hmm. So I want to know, is there a particular moment or was there a particular moment in your life or an event that may have taken place that was pivotal in your decision to step out on faith and start your businesses and, you know, really make this this uh, life's work possible yeah. for you? Yeah, I mean, there's always been little moments here and there that were pivotal. I think one of the main things, too, was um, um, the first major pivotal point in my life was when um, I lost my brother uh, when I was um, going in an undergrad when I was um, in New Jersey. And and so my last conversation with my brother, um, because we both kind of lived two different lives where I was going to school, he was in the streets and dealing with the gang violence and stuff like that. And I remember our last conversation with him and he was saying to me that he did everything that I asked him to do. So like getting a job, but the money was too slow. He, he said that, you know, you, you told me to, to reach out to family, but a lot of the family members that we we thought we'd be able to help, you know, they didn't come through that way. And, you know, so just listening to him making these, these, these statements about saying that I'm, I'm making a decision for my life, but I wanted you to also know that I did take heed to what you told me, but it didn't work for me or it did, it could have worked, but I didn't want to be patient with it. But one of the things he did say towards the end of the conversation was that if I made it on TV or I'd be successful, uh, that he would leave everything alone and follow my path. And he also made a statement of saying that there needed to be someone who could tell not only our story, but also make it out because of the fact that um, so many young people are living in shelters or living in broken homes or or just in communi- communities that are lacking in resources. And they need to have a champion, like someone who's not you know, doing, not saying that anything else is, is, is below or just the norm, but just doing something that that's not always going to be considered a thing to make it out of the hood. 
So for me, uh, entrepreneurship was that key. And I knew that he always enjoyed me being a entrepreneur, always talking about me. My brothers always talked about me creating a business and what I was doing, who I was seeing around the world and how entrepreneurship actually took me, you know, took me around the United States. So so that was a pivotal point, because once he passed, I kind of realized like life is fickle and life is very short and there's no telling when it'll be our last. So I felt like it was important to really give my all um, as an entrepreneur and to do it in a way that allows me to see the world and not just a state or a city in which I'm, I've always seen every year or, you know, throughout my life. So that was a, that was one pivotal point. And I think for me, the other was when I had an opportunity to go to Omaha, Nebraska, a friend of mine invited me out there. He lived around the corner from Warren Buffett's home and we went and he invited me to the shareholders meeting, which is what happens every year, um, specifically with um, Warren Buffett's companies. And so all the stockholders to his companies come out and do a big, big thing for the weekend and, and for one day, whatever, because it's a big weekend of, of different events. And so first we walk over to Warren Buffett's home and then we go eat where Warren Buffett usually eats. And then I watched my friend um, raise over a million dollars within a couple of hours in the morning before everybody can get up and have breakfast. And it changed my perspective of recognizing like as an entrepreneur, what is network and what is, you know, having, you know, what does that look like when you have friends who also believe in your dream and invest not only with energy and inspiration and, you know, just sharing, but actually put money behind your business. And so for me, that was something to, to watch that happen as friends, his friends walk in every 15 minutes or 20 minutes, he gives his pitch and they give him a couple of hundred thousand or whatever, 50 grand or whatever. And then literally I sit there and watch him say, come on. I says, Hey, Ra, I just, I just raised enough capital capital to start my business. And I'm about to retire my sister with this other business. So for me, it was, um, quite profound to to hear but also to be amongst that and so i realized that i can actually if i if my friend can do it i know i can as well but more importantly like to build a better and stronger network as an entrepreneur to go to the next level i think that's great i think that um it's so necessary for us who are entrepreneurs or aspiring entrepreneurs to have that level up experience, right? Mm-hmm. So there's a level where, you know, we're all kind of doing the same thing, but then there there's a there comes a point in our life, if we're lucky, that we get to see something greater. And it sounds mm-hmm. like that Nebraska experience for you was that level up experience where you got to see, oh, this is how it's done. Like, this is sure. this is what it is. And, sure. and to have um, seen, you know, that there are friends coming in the room that believe in what you believe in. That for just sure. speaks to the importance of, you know, just being surrounded by people who believe in your dream and who you can network with, who you could build with, who you can um, come in in a room with and share ideas and then go after those ideas and raise money for those ideas. And are you a part of a, a friends network similar to that now? My network of friends, it's, it's, it's quite beautiful now. Um, I'm very, very happy and excited for, um, you know, I'm always excited for the individuals that I get a chance to meet that are in my network because of the fact that it's always been consistent with them now. And I think that one thing that I do want to share to with your listeners, for those who are entrepreneurs or those who are just trying to live a better and stronger and healthier and, you know, ever fulfilling life is to always inventory check your circle. 
Um, I think that you have, I think you might've had somebody on, um, I think, um, my good friend, Sharif James, I believe you did an yes. interview with him. Yeah. And I remember him, he told me this, uh, years ago, um, when we used to, we used to connect when we were in New Jersey, but he used to always say, it's always important to inventory check yourself in the morning and at night. So wake up in the morning, see what's in your account, see who's your circle of friends, you know, the, you know, who you're going to be doing business with and do the same thing at night. And I usually, and I, and I used, and I, I took heed to that method that he shared and I actually embodied it. And then I also went a, a step further and I always, I always wanted to make sure that I, I, I do an inventory check on my circle and my friends and making sure that one, my friends are, are, are excited to, um, um, to, to hope being excited to, for, for the friends that like to see, see them um, being fulfilled, but more importantly, making sure that they are, um, they are the right people for my circle. Because a lot of times we, we tend to forget that we're constantly growing and the people that surround us can either be growing or they can be staying stagnant and they can be comfortable with that. And you can't, in this day and this time, you know, with this one life that we have to live, we can't be stagnant and we can't, we can't allow people that we love and people that we just met or people we know along the way to make us feel guilty for wanting to live, live a better and more um, life-fulfilling um, situation or experience. So, you know, so for me, I think that my, like having the circle that I have now, I, and they make my life so much rewarding and they are my celebrities. Like those are the celebrities that I admire. They are the ones that I talk about all the time because, you know, like yourself, like doing a podcast like this and everything in between, you know, these are the things that are showing productivity and growth, but not more than anything is also impact and for something greater and bigger um, for not only yourself, but for others that surround and connected to it. I am sorry to interrupt, but I do need to tell you about a super helpful tool that I have created for all of you to try. I've created my very own daily intentions planner. This downloadable tool will help you set daily intentions and crush your goals. You can download it and print as many as you need to. It fits perfectly into a binder and is perfect to sit on your desk at work. If you're like me, you have so much on your plate and before you realize it, you did not do what you said you were going to do that day. This tool is designed to be used first thing in the morning or within five minutes of starting your workday to set your intentions, map out specific times that you are going to do a task, and keep track of important events, reminders, and notes. It's the perfect marriage, in my opinion, between a journal and a calendar. If you would like me to send you one for free, send me an email to progressonpurposepodcast at gmail.com with the subject planner, and I will be happy to send you one. Or you can go on Instagram, Progress on Purpose Podcast, and the link is in the bio. So all you have to do is click on the link and request your planning tool. Be sure to add an inventory check of the people in your circle to that list. Let's get back to the show. I hear a pop tip, everybody. So listen in this, and Raphael just gave it to us. Here's the pop tip this week. Do an inventory check of your circle. You know who your friends are. Take a sheet of paper, write down the list of those friends, do it in the morning, do it at night, and just ask yourself these questions. Is this person excited for me? Is this person not comfortable being stagnant? Is this person preventing me from having a fulfilling life? 
Those three questions right there will tell you everything that you need to know about your circle. So that's your pop tip of the week. Let's keep going, Raph. But and then also let me just throw out a recommendation of a book for your listeners as well, which is um, Never Eat Alone by Keith Ferrazzi. Uh, phenomenal book uh, when you're talking about networking and building your, your, your network. So, you know, they talk, he's a phenomenal person and author, but more importantly, he's, he knows how to network, but more importantly, he knows how to build relationships and keep circles tight and making sure that you as an individual are doing your part when it comes to um, pouring into your circle and making sure that your circle is pouring back into you. Yeah. And I think like those are important. So just, you know, just that's, so that's my recommendation in terms of a book, but also for you to build your relationships and your network. I love that. And I love the fact that you say, don't forget to pour into your circle too. Like you got to play your role yeah. as well. Facts. Yeah, absolutely. So Raphael, what are some things that you are intentional about in this season of your life? You said when intentional? Yes. What are some things that you are doing to be intentional in your life, whether it be in your business, personal life? Mm. Um, what are some things that you intentionally do or decisions that you intentionally make in this season? Yeah, so one of the things that I intentionally do now is, um, for one, is for balance, is just meditate and pray. Um, so I spend a, um, the first morning, the first, the first start of my day giving thanks of gratitude prayers, which is not me asking the God or the universe for anything, but just to give thanks for at minimum 10 things. And then I go off on this rant about all the things I'm thankful for over the years. So, um, so yeah, so, um, so yeah, so I'm I'm literally um, like thankful for that, and like that's like those are like that's the first thing that I do. Um, the the second thing that I think that I do that's intentional is um, is I'm always um, making sure that like uh, how can I put this like I'm reading like I'm reading specifically autobiographies um, about individuals who are at the who are in the positions in which I'm inspiring to be, because I think that as long as I'm living, I'm still have so much more to do and to, and where to go. So, um, so that's one of the things I'm doing intentionally. I think uh, also as well is I'm constantly every single day. Um, I do at least one or two things that excite me and scare me at the same time. Ooh, like what? Yeah. So, um, okay. So I'm trying to figure out what's, what's, what is a good one. Um, so right now, like give an example. So I like, there was like, I don't know, like there's a, um, a project that I'm, that I'm, I'm think that I went, went for, uh, for my company. And in the beginning, I'm like, mm, I don't know if I can do this is the capacity for it. Maybe, you know, it may be too big for, for the company at the moment. But then I was thinking about, so that was the the scary part. Like mm, this thing is too huge to take on. But then I thought about how exciting it would be to see how everybody would be super excited at the office and um, and working on it and and having everybody travel around the world um, for the project. And so I just went for it. You know what I mean? And 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 not and not uh, thinking so hard on it afterwards because of the fact it's like, well, you know, whatever. If it's for me, then that means that there's other other things that's going to open up to allow me to support that's going to support me to actually achieve this greater goal 
Um, one of the other things that, um, that I'm doing that's intentional is looking at, and, it's, and again, these are things that for me um, gets me super excited about, you know, being a dynamic leader, a great businessman and everything in between. Um, so one of the other things that I'm doing intentionally is actually like getting an, um, a residence in another country permanently so that I can travel be- between the United States and just say Europe. And my thing is to op- open it, making sure that my home is huge enough so that I can um, bring not only friends and family, but um, just individuals who want to experience something different. And so I can serve them in my home. And to me, like that means that for me to take on that type of a situation, I have to be strong as a businessman because <laughs> that's going to be a heavy bill to pay. <laughs> um, but but again, like these are just like small things. But for me, I know that it, it moves me, you know. Um, but, yeah, just always looking at what's working for me now and, and trying to step it up another two to three, three steps higher. And again, as long as it excites me and scares me at the same time. You know, I'm all I go for it, and so um, whether it's me serving in a certain capacity, or you know, I mean, or, or wanting to do something very sporadically, like oh, let's, I want I want to work, and um, I want to you know work for a week, you know, somewhere that's you know unexplainable, you know. So like those are like things for me. I think that is is being intentional about and and being excited and, and fearful at the same time about it. That is awesome. And that is big goals right there. Having another <laughs> residence in, in another country is something that is exciting and scary at the same time. Right. That's a really, 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 really cool. Excuse me. Mm-hmm. How does mentorship um, or guidance from others play a role in what you do or in your winning season altogether? Will you say that one more time for me? How does mentorship or uh, guidance from anyone play a role in your winning season? So men- so mentorship is a big, big part in my winning and in my growth and development. I don't think anyone can fully succeed without mentorship or advising. Um, I've been very blessed to have mentors who stepped up and really played a part in my life. Um where they're giving me information, providing resources, recommending the books. Um, they're important. Um, I think they're also, and, and make sure I, I make this uh, make this clear and transparent too, is having a mentor is having an individual that is involved in your life in a way to make sure and hold you accountable at times. I think that um, f- for, for me as well, I realized that I had to be open to be mentored. So that means that I had to be open, I had to be opened enough to allow someone to pour into me and also had to be wise enough to suppress my ego, to let myself know that I don't know everything, even hmm. when things are going well. Yes. Right. So, so here, here's a moment where one, you could be doing well and not have a mentor advisor, but at a certain point you're going to get, you're going to, something's going to, going to put you at a standstill. Whether it may not say you lose everything and then you got to find. No, what I'm saying is like you may get to a point where you're going to need someone to guide you through because you don't know what the next five years going to be if you had two years or five years of success in any capacity. I also think that when it comes to understanding that there are certain certain characteristics, um, depending upon what you're involved in, it doesn't have to always be your entrepreneurship or anything like that. But whatever it is as an individual that you want to really succeed in. You know, it's always good to find individuals who, who's already achieved it 
so they can give you like give you the blueprint, but also just kind of more so guide you through the process when you when you need it. Um, I also believe that um, when it also comes to mentorship and as you're growing in any capacity, you also got to know when to graduate from your mentors. And what I mean by that is too is that if you have a if you're at level one in your life in any capacity and you get a mentor, that mentor could probably have only reached level five. Now, that mentor can guide you and mentor you up to level five. But what happens when you can, go, you can go higher than five, but your mentor has never gone there before? He or she just, you know, is where they are in their life and they are masters of that. And they may, they may not even test themselves to go to a higher level. When that happens, you have them as a, a friend or you have them as a mentor at the moment. But I always believe that you can graduate your mentors into becoming friends and then seeking out other individuals to mentor you on those other levels that you're trying to get to. So that's why you see like a lot of times you won't see so many, um, you look at like athletes, for example, whoever their coaches are, nine out of 10 aren't the same coaches they had when they were in college or in high school. And those who do more than likely those coaches have been making sure that they are just as on point to, to, to train to mentor, to advise, and to guide these athletes on the highest performance platform that they can never reach, and that, and that, and for you as an individual, you have to be aware um, when you need mentorship and when you need advising, and also knowing when to graduate from one individual and seek out another mentor to take you to that next level. So, would you say that mentorship? is because I've heard this before a true mentor is someone not just that is involved um, or is involved in what you're doing and gives you the blueprint but it's also someone who can put your name in conversations that will help to influence you even when you're not there oh I agree and that's and that's even beyond but and that's the thing too mentors would do that regardless of the fact because if they didn't believe in you, they wouldn't be talking about you or they wouldn't even be mentoring. Yeah. And I think, too, which is also for the listeners as well as yourself, is that there are moments in, in your life where you're going to end up becoming the mentor for your person that mentored you. And so it's always a give and take uh, relationship that's always going to be had. Now, the, the person that um, that's mentoring you and they put you into conversations is a beautiful thing. And also the mentors are not going to so much give you the answer and say, you got to do it this way, do it that way. They're just there to just give you insight. They're just there to, to not dictate um, what they think is right because there's many routes to success. There's many routes of growing. And their thing is just to make sure that you are aware that you don't have to pull, pull your hair out and think it's just one particular way and just kind of make sure they highlight and more than likely they're there to also highlight areas that you're not even looking at. That could be a strength or a weak area in your life. And it's all because, again, they want to see you succeed and win. Well, thank God for mentors and for people who genuinely just want to see you Absolutely. win like that. Absolutely. And that's what that's what this is all about, like helping out other people. If you arrive at one place, bring somebody else up there with you and mm-hmm. make this whole world be a place where we can all you know, just live in a place where we're happy and we're, you know, nobody's, there's no crabs in a barrel and, you know, everyone's just doing what they need to do for them, for their family and helping other people along the way. I, I really feel like that's what life is all about. Raquel, mm. I really appreciate you coming on. You do have a pop quiz before you go. Okay. So here it goes. In three words or less, describe growth. In three words or less, Describe growth. 
in three words or less. Okay. <laughs> uh, growth is. Ooh, that's a good one. Three words or less. Growth is. Um, openness. Growth is understanding. And growth is transparency. All three of those. Oh, my God. We could spend some time unpacking every last one. <laughs> and listen, your homework, those of you who are listening, just just look up those words. I know you know them, but just look them up anyway and see what revelation, what new revelation comes to you as it relates to growth. But mm-hmm. that transparency piece. Yeah. Mm, 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 mm. <laughs> and, you know, you know, what's interesting. Just really quick. If, you, if, that's, if it's OK. Um, what do we say? Transparency. Oh, so someone ta- told me one day that there's a difference between truth and transparency. Truth is where if someone asks you, um, you know, they ask you a question and you give a direct, a direct uh, answer. So if we can be like, um, are you coming home? And the person says, yes, that's truth. Transparency is when someone says, are you coming home? And you say, or transparency is you making the phone call before someone asks, are you coming home? And say, hey, um, I'm going to let you know that I'm going to be 15 minutes late uh, coming home because of traffic. So that way you don't have to worry about me. So that was, for me, I don't know if everybody gets that, but for me, it was just a very powerful moment to, to me to realize like, Something direct is, you know, yes, I'm going to be here or they give you one word answers. But transparency is making sure the person you, you give people information or give people um, yeah, under, um, information of understanding before they have to ask for it. Mm, you just stepped on my toes. <laughs> I'm going to tell you why. <laughs> because I'm, I'm someone who's a truth teller. Okay. And um, one of the, my areas of growth is that transparency piece. I mean, I, I am transparent, but mm-hmm. with that whole, are you coming home? Yes, I am. <laughs> you know, yes, versus, right. hey, I'll be home in 15 minutes because I just had to run to the store. Like, some parts of me are like, I'm going to secretly go to Marshall's. And when you right, call right, me right. and say, are you coming <laughs> home? Yes, I am. Oh, <laughs> you gosh. know, so thank you. <laughs> and I'm sure when my husband <laughs> listens to this, he is right. going to be like, hmm. Yeah, are you right. being truthful today or are you being transparent today? That's Which hilarious. One? I yes, love you it. Just, you just got me in trouble. It's okay. It's all right. The second question is, what does progress look like for you? Wow. Progress for me is not... Progress for me on a personal level is not stressing over the things I stressed about yesterday anymore. Yes. Um, progress for me is also not questioning the people that are in my circle. Um, and then progress for me mm. is, is recon- knowing, recognizing, knowing my purpose or recognizing my purpose and not hesitating to talk about it and going off and go- jumping, off the cliff to- jumping off the cliff to fulfill it. So for me, that's growth. So I don't hesitate anymore about, much, about where I am and who I am and I, I adore my circle so I don't have to question my circle. And then everything else in between, it's like, you know, it's, it's all understanding. 
Wow. Can you write that in your next book? That <laughs> that progress is not hesitating piece. Yeah. And, and knowing your circle so that you don't have mm-hmm. to wonder. Like mm-hmm. that is profound, Raphael. It yeah. really, really is. So what is one thing? This is your last question. What is one thing that people can do to live an intentional, purposeful life starting today? Mm. Um, so th- th- here's something really, really um, unique. And some people can master it in a day. And some people may take, you know, it's a daily practice. But I, I challenge everyone to just um, to not to look to to realize that the that you have joy within and you don't need anything else around you to bring it out. I think that it's important to realize that to be intentional is to one to recognize that the, the to see that everything is from within. And everything on the outer in the material world are all just just tools to intensify what you see within and what you feel within. So joy so we use the term joy and happiness. Joy is your emotion that's within. Happiness is all the things that you see with your eyes that are the physical representation of what you feel inside. So your favorite color, your favorite sweater, your favorite meal, your favorite song, your husband, your wife, those are all happiness because they all intensify your emotion of joy. So to be intentional, you have to always tap in to what's within, which is your joy, and then always think about what can you create on the outside that can always help you intensify what you already have. And always be intent- to be intentional is to always see it before you actually do and, and see every, like every step of the way. So just in the morning, be happy, like be joyful, and then see everything that you want to do today. If you want to you want more people to smile, then you make sure in your mind, say, you know what, every day I'm going to, I'm, every person I meet, I'm going to smile at them or say, give me a smile today, can you? And that way you are intentionally um, managing the, the energy of the rooms and you're also um, and bringing out that energy, like your, your circumference, I would say your circumference, like your, like your, your being is going to, going to, going to have a higher vibration and frequency. So that when people come around you, they're gonna they're gonna experience you and they're gonna love to be in your presence. But to be intentional, again, it starts from within. So see it first and be able to be joyful from within. And then everything else will will fall into place and work itself out. Raphael, I see why you do the work that you do. Because you have a way of um, bringing about peace and um just you bring everything from a place of genuine desire to see people be better, do better, live better. And mm. the very thing that you just said, creating something on the outside that is an embodiment of what is within is exactly what you have done. Right. And so how can people connect with you? How can people find you on social media if they would like to work with you? Um, mm. Please share that information. As sure. well as highlight any uh, products or platforms or anything that you would like to share with our listeners that um, they can tap into to connect with you. For sure. So so my website is ragore.com, which is R-A-H-G-O-R.com. And you can go on my website, see all the, the, the work that I'm doing around the world. You could also schedule time to have a session with me on my 
when you go to the, uh, I guess, the inquiry page. So you can always do a 30-minute session with me or an hour session, if, whether you need guidance as an entrepreneur or trying to figure something out with your brand or just want to have a conversation about how to go to the next level. Um, what's coming up for me now is on January 23rd, I'll be releasing my 17th, my 17th published book called, yeah, called Opulence. And so it's really be tapping into um, how to elevate your finances, mindset and energy. And so I just kind of just share the insight and the work that I've done on myself. And I share that with um, with everyone through the book. Um, so that comes out on January 23rd, which is actually the day of my birthday. So that's going to be a big, big celebration. Um, and then currently, I'm also I'm currently on a world tour. So we just finished the first the first like in, in like the pre pre tour. So we we already traveled to Norway, London, New York, and uh, Arkansas. And so in 2020, I'll be tapping into about 20 countries. So you'll see you'll be able to see follow me on social media, which is Ragor R A H G O R, and you can see all the all the places that I'm traveling. And maybe if I'm in your city or your country. More than welcome to bring you out to one of my locations that I'll be speaking at and just have you as a guest because you're a guest or a listener of this podcast. That is awesome. And guys, please, Mm -hmm. please, please, please connect with Raphael. He's so humble, so, so wise. Um, You know what, Raph? I thought I had all your books. (laughs) But when you said you had 17, I think I have about six. Okay. So (laughs) I need to develop. You're almost there. (laughs) <laughs> yes, I need to develop my uh, library, so I'm going to make sure that I tap into getting those books. There you go. There you go. Well, guys, thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode with Raphael Gordon. Raphael, thank you so much for sharing your wisdom, your knowledge, your heart today. I really, really appreciate it. Everyone, please remember to subscribe um, to this podcast on whatever listening platform that you are listening on. Hit that subscribe button and then also hit that share button because this message, this was one of those, you know, big girl, big boy messages and um, episodes where it really elevated and level up our experience and our listening experience. So Raphael, thank you so much for that. Thank you for giving us um, just a different understanding of what it means to be intentional about business and showing us how you have done the very things that you have done to put you in a place that you are in. And it's a place that many of us desire to be in because I know I would love to travel the world to mm. for work, like to have my, <laughs> my office be you know wherever I want it to be for that particular day that is amazing you're doing amazing things continue to do amazing things and I will be praying for you and I'm sure other people listening will be praying for you as well thank you appreciate it of course guys take care have a great rest of the week see you next week